Hi everyone and welcome to another week of the Batch Report. We on we are on week seven. We are on week seven. Of Claire slash Tasia season, which this is what, Tasia's third episode now? Yeah. But this is only her second rose ceremony this episode, which is kind of crazy because they knock out four guys, which is actually quite a lot. But we'll get to that because there's a lot that happens this episode. Starting with a group date where the men must write love songs for Tasia. So first up, there was Zach. How did you feel about Zach's song? Um, I think it was okay. I it wasn't very memorable. I just wrote fun and clever, but his voice was yeah. subpar. He was similar. Who do you think he was on par with? I think he was similar to... Kenny. Yeah. Kenny, I just put awkward. I feel like they were at the bottom of the barrel. And honestly, I feel like Kenny, being a boy band producer, should have done a lot or better. Or manager. Yeah. Like, he should know, like, catchy... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess his tune was catchy, but his lyrics were not. Wasn't it like you put the A in let's get this relationship started? Something weird. And it was like... Yeah. Okay. I, I kind of feel like he didn't have enough time to write it. I mean, I do think they were only given, like, an hour or something. Which but. is kind of unfortunate. Lindsay and I also were saying how strange it was that, like... You see the group dates, like, walking by in the The guys background. that aren't on the date? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like they're, like, on off to a group date. Like, they're still there. Like, they're I can like, see them walking they're by. They're basically hanging out, writing their songs right by where the guys are at the pool. Yeah. And then going and presenting their songs. So that was kind of strange, but... Uh, Blake did a bad accordion thing and also played the ukulele. His was probably the worst. It was really bad. I don't know why he chose to play the accordion when he obviously doesn't know how. Yeah, and he broke one of the wires on his ukulele. Yeah. Riley so, did this like spoken word thing that I thought was kind of awkward, but very Riley. Yeah. And then Bennett did a super cheesy rap. It was like, I think he meant it as like a poem, but then he knew that... He applied his Harvard education, mm -hmm. and he decided that poetry is best wrapped. So, I mean, it was it actually. Fun. I thought it was. I good. thought he did a good job. Yeah, and then it was Ivan, very Bennett. Ivan invites her up, quote unquote, on the stage. There was no stage, but he's like, "This right here is why he won because yeah. he like invited her to be like close and turned it into like a very intimate moment." And he did like a very poetry esque thing as well. Like he didn't try yeah. to sing it. It was more like a rap spoken word. It was actually really good thing. though. Too, and then so. Damar was the last one, and he sang Mocha Latte. I actually liked Damar's a lot. I thought. The singing was obviously not great, but the lyrics were good, and it was very catchy. Like, the tune was very good. He did a good job. I was like, for only having that amount of time, he really, you know, made it work. So, Tasia does give Ivan the one-on-one -on -one date. Because this this date, or the group date, was to win a one-on-one -on -one date versus just alone time. Yeah, and this date cool. was, like, pretty standard, I felt. Like... Not standard to the bachelorette, like, or bachelor. It was standard to, like, what a date might be with a normal person. Yeah. Like, if you were on, like, your second or third date with somebody in real life, this yeah. is something you might do. Because they basically played the floor as lava and had a pillow fight with fake pillows. But And then they did a little thing. bit of beach uh, bocce ball. I took Lindsay to bocce ball a lot. 
when we were first cooning. Cooning? Cooning. <laughs> what is that? Is that, is that like when raccoons <laughs> hang out? And when just we like... first were cooning. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, And they played yeah. some Twister, and then they're like kissing, and they're being all cute. And then they start talking about how they're both half Filipino and half black. Which actually, is actually really unique. They at first, yeah. But they, then the it gets ice cream. so deep. Well, their conversation is like very deep and like intimate. Uh, I do think that when I first heard it, I was like, Ivan, you're kind of like shining a flashlight in her eyes. Mm-hmm. But she seemed like very receptive, and she didn't she didn't like turn it off. But he definitely like went so intimate that I almost feel like she was like borderline ready to friend zone him. Mm-hmm. But then they have this huge bowl of ice cream. Like huge. Like I feel like just looking at it made me feel ill. Like there was so much chocolate syrup and everything else on it. It was well, just crazy. The bowl of ice cream was like the size of three adult heads. Yes. It was crazy so the bowl was huge but... but while they're eating the ice cream he opens up about his brother spending four years in prison which then led to talking about police brutality and george floyd and all of that and they have like a chat with each other about the black lives matter thing which is and then yeah. tasia starts crying because she's like i didn't even realize how much it was affecting me until we had this conversation which again i think that the, this conversation might lead to him kind of like becoming more close as a friend to her because it's like somebody she can confide in and i'm not sure if they relate much outside of the, i don't know race i feel like they had some decent physical chemistry yeah we'll have to wait and see i hope that the next episode we see more of ivan so so i'm going to tell you guys just a little bit about our sponsor for this week's episode which is sakara You want to feel better about what you eat, but sometimes it's hard to prepare healthy meals that also taste good. With Saqqara, you can reach your health goals without sacrificing taste. We got a Saqqara box in the mail. We tried the truffle kale salad, the Middle Eastern bowl, the five-verb pesto pasta, and Andrew's, one of his favorites, was the white bean chili verde. Yeah, they were really complex, and I feel like it hit my vitamin palate. And they're like bright, they're colorful, they're chocked full of vitamins. Their organic ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful plant-based ingredients and are designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing. The menu is created by chefs, and they make breakfast, lunch, dinners, and they all change weekly so you never get bored. And it's delivered fresh anywhere in the U.S. Along with delicious plant-rich meals, Sakara also offers daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your nutrition. They make this metabolism super powder, which you can add to like your coffee in the morning. You could add it to water. You could add it like on top of some yogurt, and it helps to boost energy, eliminate bloating, and minimize sugar cravings and reduce fatigue, which is incredible. They also have a four-week wedding program where they send you three meals a day and all of your nutrition so that you can look your best on your wedding day. They have received rave reviews from Vogue, Goop, and the New York Times. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash batch report or enter code batch report at checkout. That's sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash batch report to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash batch report. 
check it out. So while the date with Ivan is going on, they the boys at the rest at the other part of at the, the resort. Resort. <laughs> I'm like the boys at the house. No, they're just at the resort. Uh, they get a date card, and it's basically another group date card with, with the, s- the same boys except for no Ivan. Ivan. And then jumping back, which I thought that was fun. But then Noah is like upset that he's not on the date. Because he had joined that other group date last week. And then he's like, yeah. I got shipped and didn't get my normal date. A lot date. of the boys were upset about that. In fact, I think, like, there's always going to be... I'm learning that, like, always the guys that aren't getting on the dates are going to be upset. And they're mm-hmm. going to come up with some reason to complain. So, Ivan finishes up the date... And gets a rose. With home movies. Well, they weren't, like, home movies necessarily as much as, like, home photos on yeah. a TV screen. Which is actually right. kind of a weird way to finish up a date, but also fun. So he does get a rose. Awesome. And then they begin the group date. Which she, like, Tasia is joined by Becca, who was a previous Bachelorette, and Sydney, who was also on Colton's season of The Bachelor. And the guys are basically put into pairs. So there's Zach and Riley, Blake and Kenny, and Bennett and Damar. And they have to do different dares. And then they videotape them. And these dares were... A little bit weird to me. So at the beginning, they like show the guys having to drink these like nasty smoothies, which well, no hold, big deal. Hold on. What do you feel about the date all in general? Like you, you just said the date specifics are weird, but like I think it was like kind of a unique idea. I think it was a unique idea for COVID, like you know, being stuck in the resort. I think it was like very clever, and like I was like, man, like the bath like, smoothie thing was fine. Then going to Chris Harrison. And having, like, Chris autograph their butts or whatever is kind of funny. Yeah. But then they had all the guys do, like, a minute and a half long orgasm on the phone, which was, like, broadcast to the entire resort. So I actually thought that was very strange. I thought it was very uncomfortable. And I feel like if it had been flipped and it was, like, females in the house that they made do that, that it would have been a very big deal. Like, the media would have made it a huge deal and been like, this is inappropriate. And... I know if I was one of those men, I would be very uncomfortable. Like, yeah, being put in that scenario and feeling like I mean, you it's have all fun to, and games. But which, I mean, like Bennett like made a joke out of it, which was funny. But like, I don't know. It was just I found that part to be like a little distasteful and awkward, personally. Sure. Uh, so they also have to do a proposal, and after eating a habanero. Yeah, basically they eat a habanero. Which I actually thought was very clever because the men are going to be in pain. Like, it's spicy always uh, tags, like, your pain sensors. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think that the men are kind of, like, being tortured. Well, and then their eyes are watering so they look emotional while they're speaking. Yeah, but they're having to have to, like, propose. So they're having to, like, put together thoughts Mm -hmm. on how they feel about Tasia. And I think you're going to get more of an honest answer because of the pain aspect there. Like, they're not going to be able to think as clearly, so you're going to get a more, like, emotional response rather than, like, which, some jargon. That which, after this, Tasia was like, cheers to truths. Because I think, like, the habanero forced people a little bit to, like, speak more truth. Yeah, I thought that was wonderful. I've never seen that anyone ever do that. And actually, I guess Bennett 
kind of like convinced himself that he's falling for Tasia, which is kind of cool. On like the second part of this date, he does actually open up a little bit and like share his feelings. He's having like genuine feelings for Tasia, yeah. which is like quite the twist. I know because like Bennett's always been kind of a joke and now he's like, wow, I actually could see a life with her. And then yeah. they also make them uh, drink cow intestine shakes, yeah, which was... I thought was just funny. It wasn't necessarily yeah, it was a weird. good idea. By so means. we do see that she has like this growing connection with Zach as well. Kind of. I'm not sure where that's going. I don't know if that was just the editing or I didn't really feel it, but we saw it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things where I'm like, I don't feel it, but... Which he did get the date rose. He did get the date rose, so, yeah. Then we see Ben back at the resort, like, self-imploding a little bit and being so upset with himself for not getting time on his group date to chat with her. And then it shows Ben talking about how he's going to go to Tasia's room. And then it shows Ed being like, oh, I'm going to go to Tasia's room and, you know tell her how I feel tonight. So you see both guys like getting ready to go to Tasia's room. And then Ben shows up at her door, but Ed ends up at Chris Harrison's room. And Chris yeah. is like, this is not her room. And he's like, but come inside and have some wine. It's like two 30 in the morning. They, I want to give a shout out to the editing team on this one, because like mm. they made it seem like they were going to run into each other. Yeah. And, I also want to say, Ed, I'm sorry, man, not the sharpest sharpest tool in the shed. No. Because I'm like, you went to the wrong house, and then you didn't go and follow up. Well, so, so then after he left Chris Harrison's room, Chris was like, oh, this is how you get to Tasia's room. And he's like, okay, and then got lost and just ended up back at his own room and was like, well. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if oh he well. had second thoughts. Uh, Lindsay did notice something that was a little bit off-putting. And that was that Tasia had fake eyelashes on. Which I don't know, thinking on it, I don't know if they were fake eyelashes or if she just has eyelash extensions, which never come off, obviously. They're like... Yeah. Or you get them redone every few months. But it would have made sense for her before the show to get them done. Sure. But they looked like fake lashes a little bit. And she was wearing less makeup. But, like, her hair was still yeah. up from the date. And if it was 2.30 in the morning, you'd think she would have been, like... Yeah, so, like, I that's know, the idea is that it's, like, 2.30 a.m. And, like, Ben's looping on by. And she's, like, yeah, she's in sweatpants, but she's still kind of made up. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if she was tipped off. Well, There I also mean, was a camera crew. So, yeah. it's, like... Uh, I think they told her for sure that one of the guys was stopping by. But so, Ben does get a pretty intimate kiss. Yeah. And then when they're kissing, there's a knock on the door. And you're like internally like, oh my God. Is it Ed? It's Ed. And then it no. ends up being room service because Ben had thought I had an ordered room service and champagne yeah. and stuff to the room. So they had he's strawberries kind of a, and champagne. He's quite the charmer. And I think this is what Ben needed. He because did. Ben... Started out as a front runner, I think, for Tasia. And then when he kind of was completely under the radar on that group date and didn't even talk to her the whole date, I think she was starting to second guess Yeah, their standing. And then when he, like, showed up and was like, I made a mistake not talking to you and waiting until the end of the date because... Well, then he like, does something pretty date. amazing and he gets her the cocktail party. He grabs mm-hmm. her first thing. Oh, yeah. And all the other guys are like, oh... It's fine, because Ben kind of got chewed out. 
you know, at the group date. Yeah, he didn't so grab time with because her. none of the guys knew that Ben had seen her the night before. Like, I think that was like a very well thought out strategic play by Ben. Well, I think, Whereas like he could have just chilled and then like he probably still would have got a rose. But, but then people would have been like, man, Ben didn't talk to her at the group date or at the cocktail yeah. party and still got a rose? What Where the hell like, is up with that? it's like because he grabbed her, it was like he took advantage of the guys kind of like rooting for him a mm-hmm. little bit. And I think... And it worked out really well. He got another intimate kiss. And yeah. And then Noah chats with Tejan. This is this was where I want to get a Lindsay's freaking opinion. Freaking sneaky as hell. So he was like, oh, the guys just think you gave me a rose on that group date for show. Just for like, as a joke. And he's like, I'm getting so much flack from the guys. Because... And then he's like, I'm cool with gossip. But, you know, they don't believe your intentions are good. Basically, and, it came off as Noah manipulating Tasia, in because, my perspective. And then but I she don't was know like, if Lindsay feels. And then she was like, "Oh, well, like what guys are saying these things?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, I'm not going to tell you, but if you ask around, the ones who get the most offensive are probably the culprits, kind of deal." And it's like, okay, so you're basically starting drama with stuff that people didn't even say, and then are getting her to like feel around and see who may be lying to her well it puts tasia in a really awkward position because one she already gave noah rose yeah from last week which and she can take it back she can but, but he's kind of like not necessarily doing anything wrong he's just like he's not coming off as a creepo Right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's just like, oh, man, like, guys are, like, treating me bad because I'm young and I got a rose. And they think you were just doing that to create drama, you know? So, he is kind of manipulating her a little bit. Yeah. And I, put, I think that's, like... I put sneaky in, like, big yeah. letters in my notes. I just think that it's, like, I thought you were there for Tasia, so what does it matter what the other guys are saying about your rose? You know what I mean? But I think the part when he was just like, I'm cool with gossip, it's, like... You shouldn't be cool with gossip. Who? Noah said that. When he was talking to Tasia, he's like, well, I'm cool with gossip. And it well, was one of those things where... Yeah. He's just being really know. manipulative. And he's like, it actually works because she goes and yells at every guy in the house. And, and then cancels the rest like, of the cocktail what? party. She cancels the cocktail party. And all the guys are like, what happened? So then we get some beef started between Bennett because they start questioning Noah and yeah, there's some Bennett, and then Ed has everybody's to like interject, down, like, yeah. and then it just gets a little bit crazy. But they go straight to the rose ceremony. I don't even want to talk about the men's bickering. I think it's stupid. These men have more drama than the girls normally even have on The Bachelor. Um, but at the rose ceremony, Ben does get the first rose. Yeah. Oh, and... I forgot one of my favorite quotes by Bennett during that fight, though. Oh, yeah? He's like... I'm not on the babysitter. I'm on the bachelorette. Yeah. Because he said that talking to Noah is like being a babysitter having to talk to a child. That was a very clever curated response. Bennett is just, you know, full of great one-liners. Yeah. So we end up saying goodbye to Joe, which is heartbreaking. I wish we'd see more of Joe because I think he was actually really funny. I know. I was Joe left and then chasing. Oh, man. Breaks my heart because I thought that. He would actually vibe really well with Tasia. I feel like Chasen was just overshadowed by all of that drama with Ed. Which yeah. the fact that Ed is still there kind of irks me because he has just been right in the middle of all of the drama. Well, I think his days are kind of numbered 
at this Maybe. point. Especially, I think he, by getting rid of Chasen, that's like putting him on the clock kind of thing. So we also lose Jordan and Kenny, which to me is kind of no surprise. I feel like at the beginning of this episode, they showed Jordan briefly in the pool talking to Bennett or someone. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, oh, I bet you he leaves either this week or next week because being this far into a season and getting zero airtime, like, he's not going to have any storyline there. And the issue with Kenny is like he had two whole group dates and he didn't make one single good like solid impression. So And he hadn't made any sort of move. Exactly. At a certain point you gotta say, you know, the chemistry isn't here. Like, I'm sure you're a great guy. I think she was probably like, Oh, Kenny would be like a great friend, probably. Yeah. Or like whatever. But she's like, I don't really see it. He also kinda reminds me a little bit of Jed. From Hannah Brown like season. <laughs> no, not slimy. Just Jed like there's slimy. something about like how he dresses and how he like yeah. presents himself that reminds me a little bit of Jed. But that's um, that's all we really have time for this week. I mean, that's the end of the episode, so... We'll talk to you guys next week for another episode of The Batch Report. Nice. A little jingle there. Yeah. I'm going to expect that from this moment forward. Every week. Every you week. Got it. little jingle. It might be different every time, but you'll get it. Possibly. All right. Ciao.